Hey, Podcast America, welcome to episode 24 of the Enlightened Neanderthals podcast. And before we get started, let's talk about Allegiance Holsters. And as we've been saying lately, even if you are not a everyday carry with a gun person, you should be an everyday carry with a first aid kit person. And you can get a handy-dandy pre-packaged IFAC individual first aid kit at allegianceholsters.com and use code TNW10 when you check out for a little discount. Uh, Second, we have Tyler Stanaway and Vanessa Stanaway's Forest School, which takes place in Stanwood, Washington. And it's a summer program for children where they get outside, they learn to work with animals, and a little bit of, uh, I guess what you would call heritage-type chores, and just kind of play outside, get get off the Nintendo, get off the TV screen, and live real life for a little bit. And then finally, we have my own Training Northwest Vortex Optics Zero program. We are a dealer of Vortex Optics. And if you are local here in Snohomish County and you buy an optic from us, you know, deer season is coming up soon. If you need a a new hunting scope for your rifle, uh, we get you a free range session so you can come out and zero. It's one of the ways we contribute to your readiness is we don't want you with your brand new optic unzeroed on the shelf next uh, next to your firearm. Episode 24, Mike, I think I went on a rant about the lack of leadership in the United States this, uh, you know, not this year, lately, the last 10 years, 20 years. And then we got into hunting season. All I remember Prelude is... Prelude to hunting season. You guys have to call me Professor. That's all I remember. Professor Mike <laughs> Kozak. Yep. All right, you guys, enjoy the episode. Well, I, before we get started, I have one more thing that we got to talk about, which is that... Uh, Brown belt Mike Kozak is now black belt Mike Kozak. Mm-hmm. I'm not Mike Kozak anymore. Mr. Doctor, oh, Professor. Professor Kozak. Kozak. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it right. Congratulations, man. Thank yeah, you very much, awesome. you guys. Thank so you. Cool. What uh, What year did you say you started rolling? I remember you told us in episode one. Uh, I'm w- here? Jiu-jitsu, not Molly. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here, 2000... 16? No. But at electric, not a, I mean, when did you start jujitsu for the first time? Oh. Would you step on a mat with a gi? Uh, I did MMA for years and really liked the grappling part of it and enjoyed submissions, but... Uh, God, maybe... Da, 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 t- 2009... Eight, no, nine, ten, God. Let's just call it 14 years. So, yeah, I started, I'm 40 now, and I started doing MMA when I was tail end of 21. Okay. So, uh, from then till now, and then some. That's 19 years. Yeah. uh, And then some point along that journey, I started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. And then got my black belt. Professor Kozak. <laughs> Some guy said Professor Zedong, and I thought that was amazing. Oh, yeah. I, know. I promoted I him to first lieutenant. I saw so, that, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Um, yeah, that's that's so cool to actually see the progression happen. I mean, we kind of caught, or, you know, when I met, you were still you know, brown belt Mike. Brown belt Mike. But now you're. Now I'm black belt Mike. It doesn't really matter, though. It's it, got to feel like it, a, it's, one hell of a it does, It's a it nice does. accomplishment, but it's like at no point am I like, oh, cool, I've arrived. 
Yeah. You know, you still get your ass kicked all the time and there's still tons of shit you don't know. Like having Troy here is nice because the dude is a foot fetish expert and mm-hmm. I don't know feet the way he does and manipulate legs and all these entries. And so it's like, yeah, cool. You're a black belt. You put in the time, but it doesn't mean you're, you're Yoda. Like maybe that's what happens when you die and, and you do jujitsu your whole life, but you're still at that point, there's going to be new stuff and techniques and variations and things to work on. It just it doesn't end. But it, I guess it just shows you're dedicated. It's like a degree. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I feel a lot of prestige and honor in taking that belt. But in my heart, just because I get that belt doesn't mean I'm done. No, no, not at all. I mean, yeah. some would say you're just beginning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's it's definitely, it was just cool to see you reach that point. Because that's, that's probably, besides getting... Besides starting, maybe getting your first promotion ever, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. A black belt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's the pinnacle, right, of, like, this is it. Yeah. What what percentage of the population has a black belt in either jiu-jitsu or judo? Like, point zero yeah, five fucking, or something? Point zero one. Oh, it's yeah. got to be less than that, even. Yeah. Yeah. You, are, you enter rarefied air. Yeah. 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 And it's for it to be, like, legit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not Paul <laughs> no. Blart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. very lucky, too, because I moved here. And when I started with Greg, uh, I mean, I'd done MMA and done jiu-jitsu in a gi, f- uh, specifically in a gi for a few years plus. And, and then I came here, and it was like a world of jiu-jitsu I had never known with De La Hiva's and Inversion. And it's like everyone worked, you know, the guard pass and this and Kimura's and triangles, but just this weird competition style uh, and then aggressive passing was just unlike anything I'd ever done before. And so it is a solid lineage, and I think it changed my game or helped, you know, craft it into a certain way. Yeah, I I think because I started I started in 2011 um, at Ivan's. Okay, and um, it just you know I ne- it never drew me into it because Ivan at Ivan's there's kickboxing, boxing. Yeah, it's know, a full Thai, MMA, you know, pretty much. That, yeah, man. Right, so um, wrestling. So I was constantly wrestling and doing some grappling a little bit, but it was never it never drew me in. And I started coaching at um, Marcelo Alonso's in Seattle there, doing wrestling. And, you know, they were always like, yeah, you can come in, do jiu-jitsu. And I was like, yeah, yeah, great, cool, you know, kind of. Yeah. But I rarely would put on a gi. I'd, I'd be doing tournaments here and there just to hang out with my buddies and stuff. Um, but it wasn't until I stepped in here that I really was just like, and maybe it's that... It, it, the energy here. I mean, you said it when you during your black belt speech. There's something special about this place, and there's some electric in the air. You know, there's a it's, yeah. it's electric. It's there's something special here, yeah. um, and it drew me in to really want to hone jujitsu. Granted, it is a jujitsu school, and that's what I was coming here for. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I, it just I get it, it, it locked onto me, and it was like there's there's a reason. Yeah, um, and I never really got that before. Yeah, so having that here is really cool, and so. Having you, what's He's that? He's gonna need another building in a year. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Well, we they were just talking about it. There's probably about a hundred people roll through here a day. Yeah. You know, between morning and um, evening, and it's a lot of people. One hundred and one, and yeah. Yeah. No, and like you said, uh, and you were in the beginning of that. 
you're yeah. one of the the, the, the dirty twelve, you know, <laughs> yeah. dirty the dirty dozen, boys. yeah, <laughs> yeah, dirty Mike and the boys, yeah. But uh, I think you nailed it because I got bit by the bug of jujitsu before I came here, and that made me fall in love with working with a gi. And I did that for years and years, and then I was like, I'm okay. Uh, life events happened I had to step away from training and then I moved up here and things kind of calmed down and it's like all right let's find a gym again and I googled it and it was right down the street you know and I was like oh that's crazy there's two gyms but I went to North Sound <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> now for I uh, I just it I didn't work out with my schedule they had a a class I worked uh so I went and checked out North Sound and I did it there, and it just it didn't fit me, you know. Uh, I thought it was it was good, but I was like, huh, let's do the other gym. And then I came here, and I met Greg, and I was like, oh, I, I like this guy. I connect with him more. And then I started doing the curriculum, and it was like, even for someone who had been bit by the bug, I got bit by it again here. And then yeah. there was something about seeing how involved Greg was with it, and our uh, Daniel was a purple belt still, and he was just obsessed with it. He lived in the goddamn barn. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he lived 100 feet away from the mats, and it's like, oh, still this does. guy is dedicated. <laughs> and he had another, he had other students, Joey, and Joey was, his, he competed all the time, and Greg just gave him phenomenal jujitsu. Joey that's still here, Joey? No, 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 no. He moved to California. Okay. I think he got his black belt from AOJ. He wanted to go and compete more, I think, and, like, go to the scene of L.A. Uh, in the competition. And he moved down there. And, dude, he would slay competition up here. He would win every tournament. He barely ever lost. It's all he did. And it was, like, it was infectious to have people that, that had that kind of commitment and drive again into something I love so much. And I am seeing not only them doing it, but on a level that I didn't even know existed. So I just wanted to throw myself into this gym as much as possible. I moved up here, and I started my own business. And I swear to God, I cur I made my business work around the gym in a certain way because there was morning class and there was evening class. And so I'd get up super early and go do work. And then I'd be back here at 1030. And from 1030 to noon, <laughs> I would do morning class. And then I'd run home and shower because I'm right down the street and I'll bomb off to Everett or my next job. And then I could be back at if I could get back here at five, I could start class. But if not, I could get at six. And back then, it was like from five till 7.30 or 5, you know, so it was two and a half hours to sometimes three hours of jujitsu. Greg had so many evening classes. And so I did that for years and years oh, and so years. so he do like back-to-back -back classes the same night? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. Got it. And so it was just... I became obsessed again. Just the way when I started MMA, I became obsessed. I moved, I started here, and I became obsessed. And it was just, it was fun to be with people that were obsessed with something I was obsessed with. And we could all geek out and joke the fuck out of each other, you know? And then it just exploded. I mean, all of a sudden, it went from just us of passion you know, and just a few of us to then everyone wants to do it because they, 2020. 
is what did it. Yeah, but that's what I mean because it just, but they saw it. Someone stand out the same reason I saw Greg stand out in like for who he was, but also what he can do. It's a lot to say things, but then back it up. Yeah. His backing it up of understanding jujitsu, putting in the time, the dedication, doing MMA to curtail, like to curtail it to a specific passing heavy aggressive. Yeah. Well, I, I just had a thought, and this is awesome because we're getting way off the, our intended subject, but I like it when we do this. Yeah. Um, so. I, I've, I've been lamenting lately, like, the direction of the country, and I'm worried that, uh, you know, with all the, the weird shit they're pushing on kids, that boys won't have, like, the masculine role models. that we Like, we grew up playing with G.I. Joes and He-Man and whatnot, and everybody is like, oh, that's sexist. But actually, I don't, I don't think it was. I think it was a good thing. Like, the girls grew up idolizing gender-specific, like, the, the nurturing role, and boys grew up idolizing, like, the protector role. And there's almost like this new rise of like, just like, like guys like Greg. And then he's got his, his sauna and his, his cold plunge. And you have like the Jocko Willinks and the Joe Rogans who everybody's lifting weights and training jujitsu and doing all this cold plunge, hot sauna. And it's almost like the new male role model. Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it's, uh, you know, replace the old Mattel toys. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's why people are flocking to jujitsu is to be part of, that it's not just the jujitsu scene; it's that overall scene of masculinity. Well, it's like the personality, which is actually you, which I'm not talking shit on it. I'm happy because America needs some fucking masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by all means, get on the bandwagon, guys, because it, it's a good place to be. I don't even think it's masculinity. I think it's kind of safety, like the same reason when I was a kid that like super not superhero, but masculinity movie. provides safety. But that's what I mean, like that idea that. Like the Arnold Schwarzenegger or the Sylvester Stallone, it would ni- be nice to be like that because that means no one can hurt me and no one can hurt my family around me. I can protect them at least and protect myself. And when I don't have to worry about those things, I can just relax. I can breathe a little bit easier. And I think that's kind of what attracts people to jujitsu. It's not like it's a club or it's... This, it's like, oh, if I do this, I'm not going to go around beating up everyone, but it's just like, hey, if I do this and kind of get good, maybe I won't feel as spazzy just walking down the street and being like, who's behind me? What's happening? I mean, those are things you should be aware of, but to let fear kind of dictate your life, it's like, oh, to do a martial art or something like that, it's it's powerful. It just gives you a chance to breathe a little easier. It's interesting you say that, though, but you know people feeling like a little spazzy on the streets and they're like oh, a little unsure of themselves but the amount of people that don't think that yeah i think is why less people or why there's not more people training jiu-jitsu because i think there's a lot of people who walk around thinking that they can handle their shit oh you're and, oh yeah so the reality is and they don't but this i, I mean get the same out at the range where I, it's like yo bro wins level three class because i'm I'm just skipping straight to the finish line. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on out. Yeah. You, you might feel dumb by the end of the day. Well, there's no, there's thinking that, <laughs> there's thinking that you're not a, like, dude, I know if a situation pops out on the street, I can handle myself. You know, most people will think that and be like, oh, I can probably win a fight. But it's like, what are you really doing? How much time have you spent doing this? Oh, when's level three class? How much training have you done? None. You know, but I'll I'll smoke it, 
You know, that's everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the people that actually do work and they are like, no, I can probably, it suck. I'll probably take a punch or two. I'm going to get hit. This is a fight. But knowing what I put in, if this guy beats me, well, better for him because I'm going to be the toughest motherfucker he's ever dr- tried to kill in his entire life, you know? So, and that gives you safe, like confidence. That gives you a sense of safety. Like, you, if you've never boxed and you get in a boxing match and you're like, I'm going to crush this guy, it's going to be awesome. It's like, no, that's arrogance. But if you get, you've had training your whole life and you get in a fight, you're like, oh, it might suck, but I do have a background in this. Mm-hmm. And you can honestly be like, oh, I can be less bravado and more honest. Yes, I've had training. What do we know well? I know jabs and setting up hooks. Let's start working that. Instead of being like, I'm just going to swing an overhand. That's how you get knocked out. Yeah, Yeah. to be able to walk around with confidence is, is important, but like founded in yes. reality. Yes. And just people aren't founded in reality. Yeah, well, Repetition's even, confidence. We, we brought this up on a, one of the last couple episodes is – is civility possible if violence is not on the table? And the same holds true at like a national strategic level as it does at a one-on-one street fight level. If if violence is possible, you're far more likely to be nice to somebody. Absolutely. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? You walk into a bar and you see a dude that looks like Jordan with his ears and his jawline. And you know what I mean? You're like, hey, brother, how are you tonight? Glad to see you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like you don't walk up and go, hey, motherfucker, you're in my spot. Didn't know they serve pussies here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Because because violence is on the table. So you might yeah. want to watch your manners. Yeah. Polite, well, si- that, polite society. Mm-hmm. But I, I I wish we got back to the point. Because you always hear like, oh, if back in the day, we, I would have knocked your teeth in for that. And it's like, why did we get away from that? What happened where like grandpas used to get in street fights over, you know, somebody whistling at their wife? That doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I want that to come the, back. Because the girls are already twerking in the middle of the street. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Grandpa's Fuck. quiet now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why's grandpa got 20s? Yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like, having having that more violence, more on the table. Well, knowing there's consequences for, for your action. Yeah. There's not a padded society in certain ways. Yeah, but to get back to that, and I think with the pendulum swinging a little bit because we're realizing more and more that the government's not doing jack shit about all these little petty crimes and all this petty bullshit. And it's like, we don't have enough people for that. And it's like, well, okay. And you start looking around and citizens start kind of taking care of that. Then all of a sudden there's a little less shit going on, yeah. you know? And that's kind of, I think, well, I think also to see a little bit like, of a trend and people are like, oh, that's vigilante justice. And you go, not really. It's just you taking care of your shit. Yeah. But also not only it's like, uh, they're feeling it like <clears throat> whether you're whether it's been Trump in office, he's like, dude, this the country's been the greatest uh, it's ever been. Or then it's been Biden, and he's like, you know, I'm fixing everything. This is the greatest country's ever been. I am still constantly seeing more homeless, more drug addict, more crime, more everything around me. It's it's a complete societal decay, and it's. Yeah. So it's like, it's not about like who's in charge or what they're saying. It's like, it's about the things that are happening around me. Well, it's about small communities being able to stand up 
Oh, well, okay. Sorry. Let me let me back up, trying to figure out where we're going and how we got here, right? No clue. Um, <clears throat> Cruising altitude, in, Mike. Uh-huh. In, in my... Uh, <laughs> Professor. Yes. Professor. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Damn it. Um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, the way we stop that decay is through what Tobin's saying, masculinity, and having capabilities and abilities and a, a voice it's not that just has that. bite behind the bark. It's not just that. People have to start giving a shit again. I was driving through uh, downtown Everett to physical therapy today, and just looking at the you know the the squalor down there, and it's like the reality is everybody has just gone fuck it. What can we do about it? Like we're so the government won't do anything about it, and if you try, then you'll be the one arrested. And so everybody's just got like the 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 biggest crime in all of this is we've all stopped giving a fuck because we don't know what to do. No. Yeah. Is that everybody's kind of sitting around going, shit, man, I wish someone would stand up and just say, like, you know what, fucking follow me. But that's right? where everyone's starting to wake up, whether you're left or right. Like I was saying, I've had Biden, I've had Trump being our president saying things are getting better. It's like, dude, the world's falling apart. But it's like, you, no one's going to fix it. It's going to be us banding kind of together. Yes. And that's, that's what and I'm I, saying. And I'm worried about how low it has to get before we figure that out. Like, do we have to get to bare bones survival before we realize that, oh, fuck, we just fucked this all up? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think what you're saying is there's a catalyst that, the spark that will ignite that fire. I mean, and there's, we're, we're on this downhill slide, right? Yeah. We've got to bottom out somewhere, whether oh, it's yeah. complete annihilation or some sort of rebound where that, that bottom, you know, like think like the bottom of the sign curve mm-hmm. before it starts coming back up. What is, where is that bottom? Yeah. I think, I think that bottom is getting like, honestly, I think we're just, we're too corrupt with business involved with government. 100%. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is just having money involved. Like, we need to do, like, It's Sweden not even involved or, with government. Business runs government. BlackRock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanguard, and what's the other street? Main, I can't remember the third one. But they they own so much capital that even government can't run without their approval. Did you hear that segment that guy was talking about, too, where they are talking about the minimum wage going up? Yes. And, like, how— I'm Sorry, guys, we're— I mean, we've been on this for two years now, but or three years, ranting about this to ourselves. But there's a really and good uh, Rogan. Uh, yeah, two years. <laughs> One of Rogan's latest guests. They they went on a pretty good uh, summary of all the fraud and all the lying and just corruption that has been exposed in the last three years. And yeah. it, was, it was a it was a really good episode. Now, who? What's that guy's name? Patrick. Davis? Uh, yeah, yeah, Pat- yeah, yeah. What is he? Is he Middle Eastern? I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 But sure. he's got a great podcast. Does he? Yeah, I, I, and I, I forget what it's called. Before. I just For a second, found- I thought he was the Young Turks guy. Oh, okay. Just look, looking yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on... Um, Patrick the, Bet Davis? The Flagrant Podcast. Uh, yeah, with Andrew Schultz. Schultz is oh, awesome. Dude, that was the funniest, and he because he, he, he killed it. It was yeah. absolutely phenomenal on it. Um, yeah, Patrick Bet Davis. Yeah, Bate, yeah, Bate, Bet David. Davis. Bet David. Yeah. Okay. Bet David. 
Israeli. I'm I don't even think so. Yeah. But from maybe. from the area, from the neighborhood, <laughs> from from the, yeah, the region. <laughs> um, <clears throat> should we talk hunting stoke? Yeah, let's talk hunting stuff. I mean, <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that's the hardest <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're changing. I, I lost my train of thought. You want to keep going? We can keep going. <clears throat> no, I don't care. The, the bottom line is, uh, we need to band together and push out the people we don't like. Or, I mean, may, the, may, let me take that back. We need to fix society somehow. I'd like to say we could vote our problems out, but I don't think that can even work anymore. Nope. No, I've, I, I have I no faith in the in the election. Even integrity. I mean, like our RF, they, the fact I that do, Trump got it. in, I don't trust it. I just don't trust it. I know, but I the fact that Trump got in and he was so disruptive, and it's like I don't think he had the tact to really do it properly. I find the RFK thing kind of interesting, where it's like, listen, you had his what his uncle and his father assassinated, <laughs> pretty and, much, and his aunt lobotomized. Yeah, right. And it's like he's been involved with this system. He was a lawyer against it. He's a former drug addict who then recovered. Those guys always come back harder. You yeah. know, you can't kill yeah. a drug addict. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, Imagine if Hunter Biden turned his life around. It's funny. I, I posted a thing like, <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Dude, the determination he would work with. <laughs> uh, he would be driven. In Biden, 4048. Yeah. Or 2048. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Um, oh, damn it. Oh. <laughs> I had posted something about how much I liked his interview, also on Rogan, and people were like, Who, sending, RFK? Yeah, people yeah, were saying yeah, the DMs, and they're like, you know he's anti-gun, right? And it's like, yeah, but he's also like anti-deep state, anti-establishment, and you also know, like, he answers questions truthfully and earnestly, I guess uh, yeah. would be the word. So you, you kind of get the feeling that you actually know who he is, where with Biden, it's very clear that he doesn't he's, know who he is. Yeah, he doesn't know who he is, and he's not he the person who's... He doesn't know a lot of stuff. The words that are coming out of his mouth aren't his. And uh -oh. I think that was one of the things people really liked about Trump is you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth, but you knew that they were... It was authentic. Genuine, he was yeah, it was yeah. fucking it was authentic. authentic. Yeah. And, and I think that's... You know, think about how many years pol uh, politics was so boring. Because, but that's and your parents were voting, like they're watching Michael Dukakis and like. But that's where money is involved yeah. when I say government is bought. It's like, listen, if we give this guy enough millions of dollars, he will become a drone and he will say the things that we want because a safe America is America that's a protected America. Right? You have your talking points. I'm for Professor these. Michael Kozak and I approve this message. Right. Yeah, but it's like when you have your own fuck you money, you hear people say about fuck you money, that means you're not adherent to a group. If you have your own money, it means you're going to have your own interests. Now, they could be nefarious like a Hitler, but they could also be maybe you've worked in the system and you've worked with good people and people around you and you see the benefit in rising others around you. You know, rising tide lifts all ship kind of bullshit. But it's like if you can have that, and you're not, you have your own motives then. You're not bought and sold. And that's what the hope is, is that you get like a George Washington, a person that isn't swayed into this 
position by money buying and putting him there. You're looking for a person that's put in this position because he's fought to get here, and that's what you want. You want someone that's fought to be here, not given a chance to be here. That's why rich kids always suck, yeah. you know? Which actually, back to how we started, is why or what makes, I think, an RFK versus Trump race so fucking interesting because you can say Trump's a trust fund child, but yeah. his political career has been, he's been scrambling up. He hasn't been walking uphill. He's been scrambling up a cliff. Yeah. yeah. Everyone like at every step of the way, the media has ridiculed him. We've ridiculed him. Yeah. Talk shit. You know what I mean? And, and he crushed it. I think Jordan has not said one bad thing. Let's be honest. What's that? You haven't no, said I, one I'm, bad thing. I'm just thing. talking about us as like a general. No, public. I mean, yeah. No, uh, about Trump. Yeah. You've I, been a good boy. I, I don't I don't uh, dislike the guy. Yeah, no, I that's what I, I mean. You've well, been solid. I, 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 I like the, that. The problem that I see is everybody. Uh, he's so polarizing. Yeah. Especially the people that I don't like. Yeah. So any, <laughs> yeah, anytime, yeah, the ones that yeah. Anytime they they you know if somebody with purple hair is yelling fuck Trump, I'm like he can't be all that bad. You know, yeah, devil's advocate. Let me let me talk to you for a second. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I that's just how I'm kind of wired. But um, I don't know. I I think he was great. I don't think I remember. I think not going. I, I'm scared of my gun rights being taken away. I'm scared of any of my rights being taken away. I'm scared of not making a paycheck. I'm. Yeah. I, I, there was none of those things in my mind. His, and his, right now, his policies were incredible. <clears throat> and if he could have just stayed, off, like we've said it before, if he could have just stayed off Twitter. And yeah. shut his mouth. He'd be president right now. Yeah, yeah but I did I, feel I, safe. I, I unless unless it was fraudulent. I don't there, yeah. There's, I can no longer say, like, without a doubt, I think he would one be. way or the other. But my, uh, if I had to lick my thumb and stick it in the air, I'd say it was a fraudulent election. Yeah. I mean, because I, I say ballot harvesting is yeah. the first. Well, there was, there was, opera, there was yeah. videos, and who knows if people are making videos, but there's a guy in, like, there was, uh, a black guy. Why is it? It doesn't matter, but why leave it out? Um, uh, you know, made a video of him taking a uh, a ballot and being like, oh, this one's for Trump. This is how we handle that and toss it in the garbage. Oh, I'm sure. And it was just like stuff like that. And it was like, you know, I don't know if that's happening all over. I don't know whatever. There's going to be but corruption. I just to feel like there was so There, there was it, it just was so some polarized. records released in Michigan that showed evidence of a basically a vote dump. It was like... However, 10,000 votes showed up all at one time, 96% for one candidate. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. These, the, they have these machines now that take the tallies like hour by hour. Wasn't that so Carrie Lake thing still going on in yeah, Arizona? The, uh, I think the courts it shut it down. Yes, you're it, correct. Yeah. But I think that one also just stinks to high heaven of corruption. It's just all of it does, though. That's yes. why so I like every, it, everybody's sitting. Oh, sorry. I keep cutting you off. That's okay. Everybody's sitting at home. <laughs> shut <laughs> up. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Everybody's <laughs> sitting at home who has a shred of common sense is watching this and going like, this is just not adding up. But I there's think just too much smoke. There's got to be a fire. I think there's people blindness, blinded by just how much they hated him. Yeah. And I well, think the left did a really good job of going like, if you, this guy's the devil, reincarnated. He's just, he's terrible. He's like, for for who and for what? I mean, yes, uh, there were states that were like, you can't get married if you're gay, or you can't. Uh, I think didn't that happen? There was one state. No, 
maybe not. Maybe, but it was it was like you know all the all the LGBTQ transgender all all the things they they were scrambling and they were like oh this is kind of not cool and I feel for that right yeah. that's that's too bad but none of my rights were being taken away none of your guys's right for the majority yeah but since uh, Biden has been in we've had more Uncle Joe Uncle Joe yeah he's been taken away. Rights. He's well, he's taken away not, mine. Not, anyway. not just taking away rights. He's been. This administration has been abusing the Department of Justice and mm-hmm. using them as a mm-hmm. basically like a uh, Gestapo against American citizens. And the fact that people like we should be in the streets with pitchforks and torches at this point. No, when, when you start they should be using, ARs and other ammunitions. That's yeah. how you get taken <laughs> out first. No, no, I dude. I, I want to be the first one. I say bring it. Send your SWAT team. Send your FBI agents because at that point they're going to have to make a decision. Are we going to go kill this guy? Because we And we know. We know we're violating his rights. And we're starting to realize that we are the armed enforcement wing of a corrupt organization. Yeah. That's, that is what you – if you are wearing a badge that says Federal Bureau of Investigation, there's a pistol on your hip, you are an armed enforcement agent – of a corrupt organization. Fucking period, end of sentence, end of discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same goes with ATF, like any federal agency, and honestly, most of the municipal agencies. They only, I think, truly the only possible allies we have left are the county sheriff's departments because they're elected officials. So they're beholden to the voters. Other people. Yeah. It's you a know, little bit harder to fib those elections. Yeah. I think it's funny, like, when Trump was president, when he became president, everyone's like, what if he has a nuclear bomb? He's going to use nuclear bombs and blow everyone up. And it's like, he got us out of the wars finally. He set a date. The, most the people with all the nuclear bombs, he was cool with. The guy's like a Putin. He even went to fucking remember, North remember Korea. What I, yeah, remember what I said about walking into a bar and seeing someone that looks like Jordan? You, you, don't, you don't be like, yeah. oh, I'll put my hand on my gun. You go, yeah. hey, man, pat him on the back. Yeah. How you doing tonight? So with all these people that were supposed to f- be fearful of nuclear war, Trump was like kind of aiding and abetting like the situation and de-escalating it yeah. through communication. Then the guy that's supposed to be about peace a.k.a. the new neocon, then we're immediately at war with Russia yep. in a NATO state. In a proxy. We've got ourselves a mm-hmm. proxy war I, immediately. Iran, you know. Or, yeah. Ukraine. Ukraine's Ukraine, every, everything's blowing and, up. Yeah. Even Iran. Yeah. The, it, and it's so, also obvious. But here's the thing, though. So I did, I have the best next door neighbor. And about once a month, we go over and have drinks. And, uh, so he and I are sitting out on his back patio like a week ago, and he's like, uh, he said something about, well, at least it's not Trump. You know, and I was like, what are you? I don't know, Derek. I said, uh, um, gas is five bucks a gallon, and groceries are like, you know, 70%. Yeah, yeah you know, you two, two bags, like two small bags of groceries is like $95. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but the, the economy is rebound. He started telling me all these. I was like, holy shit, you're parroting CNN, aren't you? And he's not like uh, sort of dog. Like he is dogmatic in that he was parroting what he heard on TV. But I was like, you only watch CNN and MSNBC, don't you? And he's like, well, yeah. I said, okay, you are literally repeating 
their lines. Yeah. I, I said, are you watching any outside source, anything else? Yeah. No, those are the channels I like. And I was like, holy fuck. What I you like. Know, how, how many people, and it's, it's on both sides of the aisle. It's not just left. It's right oh. and left. They just watch their echo chamber, and that because they refuse to consider alternate viewpoints or alternate arguments, they just live in that, and it just becomes reality. It, it's like they've manifested a reality that is that, where their one side is so much more correct than the other. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. You know what I like to do with people like that? It's like, give me your own independent thought of what you really think is going on. If you're so informed and updated, right, you have these talking points from one side and the other and stuff, but, like, how do you see this really happening? What is the full plan? Why is it happening like this? And it's like you'll never get, an like, an interesting, an articulate, not even articulate, but, like, oh, actually, I could see it happening like that, you know? And it's just... People just cheaple, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I did kind of push back a little bit because when he's like, "No, the economy's doing great," and I said, "By what metric? <laughs> How much is milk?" Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, rather than get angry about it, be like, "No, it's not." As well. I said, "Okay, by what metric is yeah. the economy doing better?" Yeah, can't answer it. Like, okay, well, I know you drive a car, you fill up your gas tank, so do you feel safe having your job right now? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel confident you're going to make your mortgage or do you think you might lose your house at some point? Or I never had those fucking worries with Trump in office, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. I think about it a lot right now. Yeah. No shit. I think about, Oh, uh, do I have all my bills paid? Okay. They are out right now. Okay. What do I need to do for the next, you know, Oh, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. Oh, I got to start a side hustle. Okay. Like I, it, you know, so in yeah. certain ways it's light in the fire. Cause it's like, Oh, I gotta. I can't rely on just normal, yeah. yeah, normal things. Which is, it's but nice. It's to also have that, injecting but. stress into your life. And here's the other. Th so this, and now leading into the next thing. This is the other thing that crossed my mind as I'm driving through North Everett, just looking at what a fucking shithole it's become. Is we are completely void of leadership at every level. It's not just the Biden administration. It's state level. It's county yes. level. It's city level. And so again, this sort hey, of demoralization. Shout out to. Snohomish County Sheriff, though. Yeah, that's true. Or Still. elected official. Yep. Feel like he's doing something good here. Yes, he is. Um, but the rest of those motherfuckers. Fuck <laughs> yeah, but, I mean. But just the fact that there is no leadership. is, And so we have, society has kind of stopped caring because they're like, who the fuck is going to do anything about it? Well, you know who should do something about it is the you. fucking people in leadership positions. And why the fuck are these people still there if they're not doing a goddamn thing? So we are suffering. The entire nation is just completely void of leadership at every fucking level. And a part of it is because people who have leadership qualities don't want to be involved in the goddamn government because it's such a fuck show of red tape and bureaucracy. Having gone from the federal system all of my 20s into the private system in my 30s was like, holy shit, this, I wouldn't, who the fuck's, I can't believe people stay in public sector if for their entire This is careers. what efficiency is? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was fucking mind-blowing to go from federal work to private work it was like oh my it was like seeing the light i've i've been i've been uh, converted and and so yeah you you end up with all your good leaders in the private sector because they can they can succeed you good leaders don't just want to get rich they also want to drive their projects forward and see them come to fruition and they don't want to just stagnate in these quagmires of endless reams of paperwork and permits and forms and requests and mm -hmm. all the shit that comes with bureaucracy. Well, so because you, end you up have with, to create. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, if you exactly. Have, if you there have, is no process for creating. It's something new. Well, if if you if you have all the bureaucracy and the red tape, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, we're tied up. That's exactly. out of my hands now. But so now that attracts a type of person who is comfortable finding a way to do nothing. They're like, okay, hang on. If I just say, no, I can't do that today because I don't have the right safety form or whatever, then I just can sit here for the next three hours till it's time to go home. Yeah, so that's like, what you end up, that's, everybody's been to the DMV, right? You know what's weird is for any job that exists in like from how minor it is to intensely like obscure or you need to new, know every fact or nuance about this. There is schooling for it. Whether you want to be a pilot, whether you want to be a doctor, whether you want to be a writer, whether you want to be a journalist, whether you want to be a welder, it's like you fill in the job and there's schooling for this. I was thinking about this just the other day. There is no schooling to be like, I want to be a politician or like, I want to lead people around me. I want to better the my country. Like... Where is teaching about Greek philosophy? Where is teaching about rules? Where is teaching about, you know, it's like there's a lot of politicians that seem to be lawyers. Yeah. But there is no, like, school for morality or, like, what people, like, integrating social studies of how people operate efficiently and what drives people to work stronger and what bonds are and growth is and it's it, it, it you can just elect any of these dum-dums just anyone and it's like no they don't how people do, have become how dogmatic you? in their beliefs to where this is what I, I believe these you know i'm pro pro-choice i'm anti-gun and i i de- you know what i mean they they just decide there's two camps you got to pick one or the other mm-hmm. it's like are you in the this gang or are you blood or crips and then yeah. once they decide they're all in and that becomes their identity and that becomes like part of i guess their self-image so they don't want to let it erode if that's part of your ego and your self-image you're not going to want to let go of that so when someone from the other you know the bloods and the crips get together to argue and you know you've got opposing points, and neither side is giving in because they're not th- they're not thinking about it intellectually. It's just a fact that they've downloaded, and yeah. there is no room for like like their critical thinking is gone. Yeah. It There's doesn't no exist. Nuanced anymore. opinion with it. Yeah, it's, this is what I think. But that's kind of like I I I don't necessarily think that's the case with everybody because in I think a majority of people are like, oh, I, you know what, I like guns, but I'll I'll. I'm okay with abortion. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't be yeah, you right can't. and left. Yeah. You can't be okay with transgender people and also, you know, be part of the NRA. <laughs> what the fuck are you in? You know, all of a sudden you're a bad person if you start. You can't be Christian and, uh, I don't know, yeah. something. But that's what free, uh, That's what a, I like about freedom. I want abortion and I want guns. I don't want abortion. I don't want guns. You know, it's like, I don't care. That's what we're supposed mm-hmm. to do. We're supposed to have these mm-hmm. going backs, but it's like, we, what doesn't violate your your liberties? What what doesn't violate that you do other people's civil liberties? Well, that's and, what I care about. And uh, that's why... In between that, go fucking nuts. Yeah, that's why I'm to the point where I just, I am so tired of feeling like my rights are being taken away. 
Yeah. One little minute thing at a time. They're like, oh, we're just changing the wording. We're just going to change the language around this. Yeah. You know, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, that's what assault rifle is. Oh, like, no, you can't, you know, there's so many dumb laws. There's so many dumb laws. And, like, I was thinking about this the other day. They've kind of taken a little turn here. But. (laughs) So hunting. Well, there's, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, there's, there's. There's weird ass laws. You ever wonder like why or how? Like you can't mow like some your yard yeah. with your shirt off on Sundays. Can't make a blueberry pie on a Monday. Yeah, like, yeah. what? And, but it exists like yeah. in this state. And I'm wondering like what? What's that about? And how do those things come? And why are they on the books? Is it just was somebody joking? It's got to no. come from there, like the Puritans or <clears throat> I know I have a theory. Do you think it came? But do you think it was better back then with shit like that? Or do you think it was like, no? It had to have come from no. like a single incident. And they're like, yes. Right, God damn it. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, it was one person with right. power that's there's, able there's, to write rules yeah. into the book. Stamps books. on the back of every Claymore mine in the United States Army is do not consume. <laughs> Some idiot ate a Claymore. Why else do you print that on there? Someone tried. You know what I mean? Like At some point, somebody tried to fucking chew on that thing. <laughs> they were probably Other, like, oh, this, this is a Minute Maid meal or whatever. <laughs> what is this Mountain Man. <laughs> yeah, tried ripping it open. Ba-boom. Goddamn. You know, you went quick, though, if you know, yeah, yeah, if you took uh, a little bite out of it. Yeah, just toss it in the microwave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. To be fair, you could eat it. Uh, it might poison you, but it won't blow up. Like you, I've, I've never play. played with them, so I don't truly know. It's, it's, I eat the firing pin first. Yeah. <laughs> Get a blasting cap down. Yeah, take it off. Look at it. And put yeah. it on your ring finger. Swirl <laughs> it around. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Boom. No. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, hunting season's happening, huh? <laughs> Last Friday was so much fun. That was that was one of the funnest like activities I've done in a long time. Absolutely. Yep. Fun getting. That was to some animals. Yep. Yep. We got in between. Uh, so we went up. We rode our bikes. What six miles in, Mike? Five and a half. Five, five and a half to six, somewhere right between there. And five, it's all uphill. All uphill. And your boy got his yeah, second right. flat tire of the season like, oh, what, like, and hiked it. So thirty feet in or something like that. Yeah, dude, so. you were trucking up that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what it takes working. to get there. So it's like <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was um, too funny. God dang. Uh, oh. So we got we got there just in time. Well, we had like an hour to hunt before dusk, right? Hour yeah. and a half. Hour yeah, we well we got we got to the trail at what what six o'clock. We left after work. We got there around that time. It's kind of late. We got there. Yeah, yeah, and we the yeah shadows were getting long. Yeah. And I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. here we go, and you know another fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, about a quarter mile. <laughs> Next thing you know, but once we got up there, took a little took a second. It was great. Herself. It was perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. May, may, I guess being there maybe an hour earlier, just so we could have walked slower. Yeah, would have been yeah. great. Um, also, if those guys weren't there, I would have liked to put someone else on the clear cut above us. But uh, this is all we have plenty of time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, season's just begun. Yep. Um, and we got right in between a couple that were, you know, grunting back and forth. Oh, oh, from two up. Uh, you know, I guess we were kind of in the little. Uh, bowl of like a uh where a valley was coming up between two ridge lines yeah and almost it sounded like they were on the opposing you know sides of the valley sort of back and forth although you know sound direction is kind of confusing out there and all the, the underbrush yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah 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 
But it sounded like they were on both sides of us, and at one point, the one got pretty close to Mike and I, or at least it sounded like sounded it. like although it, we never yeah. we never put well, eyes on him. Where I stopped at that uh, that corner, yeah, I heard him, yeah, and yeah, one was like, <clears throat> I was like, oh shit, yeah, that that kind of sounded close, yeah. But it, then there's those birds that are flying around, and they're kind of giving, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah you gotta pull tell what's the difference between the birds and the animal. But they're right there, and it's like. As soon as we get up to him, like, oh, hunting's right here. It's like, ooh, you're starting to run into real bear berry pies in the road, yeah. and it's like, oh, you you see all those tunnels in the side. You're like, ooh, they are thick here, and then it's like, ooh, or oh no, we ran into hunters, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, and then it's like, I just that's my little honey hole spot that right that area, and there's a few different clear cuts, and they just do circles around them. Even to me, knowing nearly nothing, it was so obvious that there were bears fucking everywhere up there. <laughs> yeah, All the right. Trample, black bears. Everywhere yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So you just go where the animals are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going again this Friday, yeah? Yeah, but I want to go to a different spot. Different spot. Okay. I'm taking you to Dan, Dan's nephew's spot. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And it's only like a mile and a half hike, right? So it's a lot quicker. And it's big open clear cuts. Uh, what time? I mean, Dan gets off whenever he wants. He runs his crew. So, yeah. like, he goes hunting. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I checked in this morning. I'm out of here. And he'll go duck hunting it. Like, you know. He's hilarious. The, the, I love that guy. <laughs> all he wants to do is hunt. He's a fun one. I like having him in my crew. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just whenever people get off work. Because I think... If we can start sitting out there a little earlier, posting up, it's like, I think there's a little bit of you introducing yourself in the woods, but then I always think if you can get into a spot and like, if you can sleep for 20 minutes, it's a reset. Like your body like isn't putting off the look, look, look. Yeah. It kind of mellows you out and you come back in and it's like, that's what you want is to be able to be in between that, like, you know, you're tucked under a tree but you're inconspicuous, and that's when the animals walk by. You don't want to be in there, like, over a stump, you know? Yeah. Look like yeah, Ernest yeah. goes to camp checking out everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to be fucking nice and subdued. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I was, I'm was i going to leave work at noon on Friday, but I'm going to go to the range because I have a new uh, Vortex sent me a – it's a pretty sweet scope. It's a Viper 5 through 25 uh, that I put on my, my 308. And I've got nice. it damn near zeroed, but I I need to do a little fine tuning on the windage. How, how big's your front bell? Uh, 50. 50, 50 millimeter. Yeah, that's good nice. for low light. Yep. Yeah, that's nice. what you want. So I'm I'm gonna head straight out there, and I'm gonna get that. What are you getting in zeroed at? Like a hundred yards? I'll zero it at a hundred. Yeah, and then I'll do. Just I won't get a chance math. to confirm. Yeah, so I'll I'll use yeah. the 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 bullet drop You're chart on the side of the box. My I, and rough then, math yeah. is like. Uh, uh, oh no! I'll, I'll calculate. <laughs> no man like so your box of ammo has a bullet drop chart on it Mm -hmm. i get so if you then then all you got to do is the math on the clicks on the turret and dial it in and it's it's usually it's pretty close it'd be nice to be able to confirm at 300 first and even further um but uh it's not going to happen so yeah we'll just put a zero to 100 and and do the math listen you got Four to five guys, maybe all shooting at once. If we dial this right, <laughs> I don't care whose bullets where. So we're gonna get a bear. We're, we're gonna surround him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's how it works. All right. But that's a nice thing. It's like 
it's tough where we went. It's like, that's why I bring my bow. It's like, I'm, if I'm going to get a bear, I'm going to get it on that trail posted up or like leading up into those clear cuts. They take those roads and they follow them and they go into the clear cuts and then they hop down the path. And that area is for my bow. I am going to stick a bear with an arrow in my life there. But it's like, it's nice to go to those clear cuts and use your binos glass. and just glass. And I'm looking have, forward to actually setting up a good spot yeah. and just glass. Like, it seems, I think it's going to be fun and relaxing. You take the left, yep. I take the center, you take the right, we glass, we find something, we work as a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's kind of the fun thing of having large overland to look. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever went bear hunting, I was like 20, 21, and, uh, I brought it a shotgun yeah. with uh, sabot rounds, <laughs> yes. and I went and like just found the gnarliest sticker bushes I could find and just walked through them. <clears throat> and some guy, he was he was hanging out, and I was like, they, you know, there's my because my brother had just seen one <clears throat> in a big thicket of like sticker bushes and stuff, and he was with his bow and he um, got a shot off on it at like seven yards, yeah. but it hit his. Uh, the, the string hit his sleeve. <laughs> and he was like, son of a bitch. Taught him well, did you? Oh, man. He, dude, yeah. He, yeah that's, he, Another <laughs> student of Jordan's archery. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely... Uh, he had padding, though, so he wasn't didn't almost puke. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he, he called me, and he was freaking out. He was like, oh, God, dude. Dude, I heard, like, actual fear in his voice because he was like, I got to go get on my hands and knees in the bushes over here and find out if I hit this thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was just like, all right. Like, Good luck. Yeah. Let's do it. Where are you at? You know, let me know. Like, um, But so he had just done that, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go do that, but I'm going to do it with a shotgun. Like, some sabot rounds, that'll put something down. And didn't I didn't get any luck. But when I came out of there, some guy was like, what are you doing? Hunting bear, and he was like, "No, you're not." Like, <laughs> he was like, "No, dude, you gotta get yourself uh, your rifle and find these clear cuts <laughs> yeah. and glass these clear cuts. Like, don't. That's that's not gonna work for you, man." And I was like, "All right." It was the funny, like, yeah, just learning, you know, dumb kid, just yeah. trying to figure it out, you know. But that's yeah. trying. That's what yeah. does it is someone being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I was to say yeah. th- that guy wasn't born knowing how to hunt bears. No, he yeah. had to do no. some trial and error. Exactly. No. So yeah, it, was it just takes kinda... that just doing it, that effort. Well, that was logging dude, hours. The the amount of days that I've gone fifteen to twenty miles, yeah, just up and down hills, no bike, just thinking I'm gonna yeah. go get a fucking blacktail. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. find a three point blacktail. It. Dude, it took six years. Yeah. Before I got my first year. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking crazy. How like there were there were times I was just like, this is stupid. I don't I don't know what the hell we're doing out here. You know, me, and me and my dad. My dad and I were always hunting together. And it was just we were learning together and it was just start moving. Yeah. Spend time out there, figure it out. Yeah. And uh yeah, it just it took forever to really kind of start dialing anything in before anything started dropping, you know. Um, but that's why I like switched to archery because I was getting so sick of having a a three point minimum where we were hunting on the west side. It was just like I can't. We're we're seeing deer, but we're not seeing three point. Yeah, you know, does does it was does, does. and sometimes you see a little two point buck and. 
you know, I was just like, son of a bitch. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm, I'm switching to archery, archery season opener. First five minutes of light thump. What oh, is it for yeah. archery here? Is it and anything, any deer? There's a lot of any deer. I mean, I'm sure if I looked, if you look on the yeah, regs, no, no, no. Just where is, we spent time, yeah. it was it was three point minimum yeah. for modern firearm on the west side where we yeah. were hunting. There might be some other spots that aren't, but yeah. um, I know a lot of western GMUs or yeah, yeah. So that's why I switched. I was like, I want more time to hunt, and I want to be able to just get a doe, right? And all of a sudden, morning happened. And it's like, oh, there's one. Bop, you know, yeah. Because I'd shot a, I'd shot a. Uh, a doe with a uh, um, muzzle loader with my grandpa. That was a fucking. That was a crazy <laughs> time before cool. that. Um, but uh, it was like I want to. I want to get a you know the bow because the the season's like two times longer at least. I don't know how much longer it is. Oh, it's fucking, for it's yeah. way longer. Yeah, for and it just, yeah, and it's quiet yeah. and there's less people and you're not wearing orange and you're you know there's all the good things about I like it. And not I, that's why I just. Orange. That's why I loved it. And then, yeah. um, you know, uh, I started shooting archery all the time. And was like, this is this is the shit. Just going and shooting is awesome. Now I get more time to be in the woods. And I feel like I have a higher chance because there's just way more animals yeah. that are there. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do that. Is there something we can do for you with that thing? Yeah. Like we're gonna have to take a pee break here soon. Yeah, we got a microphone cord issue. Uh, yeah, uh, Tobin looks like he's walking a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hold, I'm holding it, looks, it in place with tension. You look like you're fishing by hand in Vietnam yeah, in right. one of those mini boats. Right, it's working though. Quite low. Well, let's take a quick break then. All right, pee time. No uh, microphone break. A buck. He's out there with that doe. Oh, oh, right they're now? still out there right he's now. Still, he was right at the tree, and I just walked over to the car. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, buddy?" Yeah, he's Let he's come gonna, right next. To he's him. gonna get it. We're gonna put a uh, salt lick out there. Salt lick. I'm about to put sugar cubes, feed apples, apples. Yeah. Just I'll, I'll take Sean Baker's advice and give him some ribeye. To have him for a a pet, we would never hunt over bait. No, no. Can't you have feeders? I mean, people have feeders all the time around. They Texas. sell deer blocks at the feed store. There's yeah, feeders in my neighbor's yard. Yeah, I, like, no, I don't think you're allowed to hunt over that. I know you're not allowed to hunt over that. I don't hunt over it. I heard a, that sounds like a suggestion to me. Yeah. Well, what if you hunt on the opposite side of your property? Oh, I, I, I just know that you're not supposed to hunt over bait, right? Well, you, right. Here, here's, I'll give you a hint here. Because my mom has a small <laughs> apple it? orchard. Grow apples. Yeah, because that's not bait. They fall on the ground and they grow on yeah. the tree. Um, yeah. And she's she, like, she wants you guys to come down and shoot the deer out of the orchard. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> so how much is the out of state tag in Oregon? Like a hundred and I'm not no, sure. No, oh no, I Land, think landowner like might be different something. because she gets these like predation tags or uh, agricultural damage tags. Yeah, that so are, that costs like nothing. All I know is your mom's gonna shoot a lot of deer. <laughs> <laughs> Na- Nanobar became deadly with a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, shit, where were we? We, going? we were talking about bear hunting this coming Friday, but I think we've pretty well covered that. I think we should go into. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go deer hunting up in the North Cascades. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, so where I want to okay, let's do a little 
All let's right. let's start doing a little planning here because I've been trying yes. to get you to put me in the right map sheet so I can look at the uh, ridge lines. Maybe and maybe not. I'll give you the but general. You, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying. Yeah. Tell us. I want you to give me that offline. <laughs> so, we can talk about planning. A little yeah. <laughs> Forest Service Road number now. Um. Yeah. So archery comes first for elk, and then comes deer. So elk. I want to be, I'm probably going to do it all. It starts on a Saturday. So I'll probably head over Friday after work. I'll pack up all my shit with me Friday after work. I, in it's September 9th is when it opens. So Friday after work, pack up all my stuff. We'll go. It is, um, we'll just give a general reference. Uh, once you get over the pass, let's say Snoqualmie, it's uh, maybe another hour and a half to the exit, and then we'll go off in the hills around there. And um, I was thinking we were more up in the mountains. We're going to be pretty far. We're close. This one's close. So I hunt. We're close to a GMU that is closed for hunting for anyone to do anything because it is a sanctuary for breeding. Yeah. So I like to hunt on the GMU closest to that because there's a lot of migratory elk moving to these areas to breed and stuff. So the first weekend, uh, we will be in that area. Um, God, I'd love to just tell it to you guys, but <laughs> nah, that's all right. How good are you with the editing? Go ahead and say it. Okay, so we'll be... Timestamp. Uh, so we'll go there. I would like to hunt that opening weekend, plus maybe take Monday, Tuesday off. So... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, go back to work. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Friday, I would like to head up to Timestamp. Incredible elk area, and there's been a grizzly bear spotted there on trail Holy camps. Hell yeah. So it get it start it in it's this is the last untouched place I think is the Yes. I'm gonna have to get that ten millimeter Glock. I carry a sidearm especially up there. As, no. and I have been the black bear dens are incredible around there. I'm not afraid of black bears. Grizzly bears? I'm afraid of all well, how about this? That area has the highest cougar concentration in that I'm cheese. Not, I'm not worried about cougars either. Well, I am. you should be. You should other, start. Other than the one I'm, that almost got my brother out of that bar down in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. <laughs> so that'll be elk. And it's like I like having different areas. Before, I had taken like all of elk season off. So it's like a week and a half, two weeks. And it's like we would start in that first area. We would go to the second area. We would push other areas. And it's nice having opportunity because sometimes you go somewhere and you push it for two days and you're like, this is just dead. 
go to your next spot. Well, I guarantee you, you're more likely to run into something there than the dead spot you're just in. And then once you hunt that out till it goes, it's nice to go to your next spot. So I have tons of spots around these different areas that we try and hit for the first weekend of opening the midweek, the second week, because we see general animal movement in these different areas in this exact time. So for me, elk is a based off of knowing opportunity and a little bit of habit and movement. Deer, doesn't fucking matter. Deer, we're going to head up to timestamp. We'll just say North Cascades. Um, And that is fun because it's a heavy used area, but most people are bitches and they don't get out of there. Like, you'll take roads, you'll do little hikes, you'll do trails. But I have a spot that takes us to the very top of a mountain that no one goes to. Because there is Fuck no yeah. trail. And it's our own little oasis. And it's a crossing because it's this mountain from one ridge to another. So deer only cross at the top in the crest so we and fires have moved through there so i like being at the very top and you look through all this burnt timber and you just look for movement and you have your shooting lanes and you can stalk and you can chase and then there the backside is a bowl that goes like that bear we saw that bear and that's why i'm taking you guys there is because i need men i need help it was myself and another buddy Last year, and it was a 700-yard shot. Dan's, mm-hmm. you know, great $9,000 gun can probably do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, it was like that far down. It wasn't flat range, like 700 yeah, yards. It was shot. straight down. It changes the math And it was a bear from like 700 yards that you weren't like, oh, something's moving. You're like, Jesus Christ, there's a big bear down there. And then we put our binos on. We're like, that's the biggest bear I've ever seen. And then you get the spotting scope on it, and you're like, I, nope, we are not shooting this because it's we're not going to do it. We just physically can't do it. Talking about hauling out of there. Yeah. yeah. I need I need bodies. So I'm taking you to my, my honey holes, and that's what I want to do. And then next year, I want to go to your deer spot, yeah. and I want to go to um, the yeah. other side, mm-hmm. Jordan. Yes. Yeah. There's some – I'm telling you, dude. I'm ready. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but that, excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> The, I feel like uh, the last few years have been so hot, though, for yeah. archery elk. Um, well, and they're pushed. It cool used to summer. open on the 15th, and now it opens on the 9th. And you don't think that matters. But a full week with light cycle. Mm-hmm. And what I've kind of understood is that, like, the rut is all based off of light. Just the way that your plants, when they grow, when they flower, when they produce fruit, it's all based about light timing. And yeah. I think the rut's based off of that. And to be that guy, that hunter, I want to say they're fucking us a little bit. They take away certain animals constantly, but now they're pushing the season. Ever since Biden got into office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it, it is, it's harder, and it's been hotter, you know. But the elements are against us, but yeah, that's hunting. What yeah. I know what I signed up for. Uh, Let's yeah, make no. it tougher. Exactly, exactly. Good. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a blast either way. How long is the hike to this mountain? 
uh, up in which one? The deer. Uh, two and a half hours. Okay. It's just so it's Tobin. Perfect. Tobin just saw the high buck hunt, and I think he is oh, like, that. "This was made for me." Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. so excited about that. I, I like the uh, the promise of a little adventure. Yeah. That's that. Oh, to, there's like, and the idea of just driving along a road, looking out the window. Yeah. That's not adventure. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want some fucking adventure. Well, we'll um, be at seven thousand to seven five. Yeah. yeah. So was, we're kind of up there, but Nathan's coming with us, and yeah. I was talking to him about it, and he's like, "Oh, is it going to be hard?" And I said, "Yeah, but if, that's if what you, makes if, it cool." Exactly. If you just sat around and looked out the window of a car, would would you ever remember it? Would you ever go tell stories about it? You'll tell stories about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so he was kind of like, "Oh, okay. He's he's in. Yeah. He's he's all about it." Yeah, I, I, that that's yeah. a a special kind of realization of what uh, how hard stuff is fun and keeping that in your mind as you're doing it. It's like this yeah, sucks, this doesn't it? This is sucks so much, dick. But yeah. you know how much fun we're gonna have later talking about this? Fuck yeah! Or even, yeah. even tonight when we get there uh-huh. and we oh, yeah. pour a little whiskey in the coffee and fucking yeah. sit down, eat eat that delicious. Mountain House biscuits and gravy. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, There's certain things that just, you know, you remember for life because oh yeah. they are hard. Yeah. Last year at our deer. Well, even, even think about like, like the gear. Like part of what I'm enjoying about it is the process and the preparation. Just it's because just like I said, you know, mountain biking replaced the military where I had like a, I had to train up, I had to get ready, I had to have all my technical stuff in line with the, you know, the settings of the bike and the suspension and whatnot, and then the actual race. And then you repeat that cycle. Hunting's the same thing. If we're going to do this into the backcountry, you got to be in shape. Mm-hmm. You got to have the right equipment, sure. good, you know, lightweight, rugged gear. You got to have a rifle. You got to be technically proficient with the rifle, have the right, you know what I mean? So you're paying attention to ammo loads and optic zeros and I'm you're going to see me show up with a dope chart taped to the the butt stock of my rifle that has all my either I'm going to have holds for different yard markers as well as my uh you know click adjustments because we have a rangefinder so if if we get into a couple animals we can range them click 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 and now you're just down to wind and atmospherics or your only yeah. variables um so that that's the technical side Mm-hmm. But then there's, you know what I mean? So, like, all of it is fun. All the process is fun. Yeah. In the build-up to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The you're, doub- you're doubling up on your fun. Because oh, yeah, there's, you, you, you go, okay, it's fun thinking about it. Yeah. Bro, I'm out, I'm out doing, like, box it. step-ups with weights and, like, wearing, a, you know, wearing, like, this 18-pound vest. Thinking it's a deer and, like, body. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, step, like, hiking in the mountains. You know what I mean? Step oh. up on the box, step back down, step yeah, up. You gotta on think you got a deer over your shoulders yeah. and you're yeah. walking it out. Should make Lando come yeah, lay over my shoulders. On his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Taco pussy, come here. <laughs> I need a body. Oh, God damn. A little fur. It is true, like, you get so geeked out and, like, you get so excited and, I've had the problem of, like, you get to, like, all you and your buddies, you get to camp, like, Friday after work because Saturday's opening night. And you're like, this is awesome. And you make a huge fire. (laughs) You barbecue too much food. and You get way too drunk. And it's like that opening day is the worst (laughs) ever. But I think it's also, I'm glad we're smarter now. uh, But it's also, like, I've had a few of it under my season and uh or a few seasons under my belt and it just helps it like 
the mystique is worn off a little bit where you're like, I understand what this is really about. Yes, is we're having a good time, but there's a th- I got to be where I need to be in the morning and start pursuing animals. Believe it or not, I used to not drink at all and hunt. Like, that was not something. I don't drink and hunt. No, no, no. I I'm drink in the like, evening. I, I, none no. of it. None you of want it. Bodhi or uh, regular? I'll go, I'll go uh, Bodhi. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, the uh, I also didn't have a bunch of buddies that I hunted with. It, it was me and my dad. I'm still in the boat. Me and my dad hunted. That was it, you know? Yeah. And w- certainly there's been times we've gone and gotten drunk, but, like, for the most part, it was like, no, we're just out here trying to figure it out. Because it'd be 15, 20-mile days trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know? So it was, like, up early as hell. Yeah. Moving early as hell. I mean, the the amount of places I've gone with my dad in Washington is ridiculous. Off, like, just crazy trail. Finding, finding like, tops of peaks that, like, I'm almost positive nobody's been to. You yeah, know what I mean? That's like, awesome. obviously they have, but it's, like, still, you know, we're very looking minimal, at this, like, goddamn minimal. adventure. Like, oh, to the, oh, to the, there was a spot where I was, like, we should, like, track a way down and then, like, figure out a way to, like, make this a trail because this is unbelievable up here and then i was like ah, i would never nah fuck it no that's you know? our deer that's spot. that's where i shot that uh i i took a i took a shot oh the, the, the pheasant or the, the grouse yeah, or the grouse 300 wind mag <laughs> See, i'm desperately wanting you guys to cross over to rifle elk just because i'm dying for an excuse to buy a 300 wind mag and i just can't do it for a deer well uh even a three hundred wind makes pretty big for an elk. Uh, I uh, I would say a moose. Some would disagree. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, man, I, I think you don't have to gut it. A giant fucking animal. Um, three hundred wind mag is you sorry, should, it's you, just something you should have. Yeah, you talking about going with your dad? I was thinking about this uh, yesterday. That growing up where I did, where everybody hunted except my dad seemed like, and I was so into it because all the kids at school were talking about, like, oh, deer scene's coming up. I go with my dad and my uncle, and I was like, hell yeah, I want to go hunting deer. And I, like, obsessed over it. Everybody got the Cabela's catalog and be flipping through all the pictures, you know what I mean? And uh, I think my dad only took me twice, and it was just to, like, appease me, and I was so interested in it. And then I kind of fell off with high school sports because I was tired on the weekends. Yeah. And then the Army, I think I went once with a couple guys, and I was like... We walk through the woods Monday through Friday. Why the I'm fuck? Done. Why the fuck are we out here on a Saturday? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, then you know, raising kids and mountain biking, blah blah blah. I'm so fucking excited for this fall. I think because Jordan yeah. took me last fall, and I was kind of like, yeah. oh yeah, something fun to do for three days. I'll go mm-hmm. and fucking set the hook in my. Oh, cheek. dude, yeah. that was cool. As fun. That was up. a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good trip. We didn't we didn't see as much as we were hoping to see, you know, no. except in that fucking parking yeah, lot. Parking tell you what. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> that was a parking sometimes. lot, a couple parking lot lunkers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hanging out for safety. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, literally getting lattes at the fucking <laughs> yeah. stand. That's why they're alive. Oh, yeah. Not because yeah. they're up there with you idiots yeah. looking yeah. at them. Yeah. God damn it. They're yeah. at the Home Depot yeah. parking lot. Well, there's they're up in that spot. I... I'd done a bunch of different, just, you know, Google mapping and trying to figure out different spots. And I, I found that spot. And, uh, the first time I went out there, we kind of got socked in by weather and it started snowing super bad. And my dad's driving a big diesel 
right? And this nice is, and heavy. Well, it's heavy, but the suspension's stiff, stiff. as all hell. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so it doesn't do really good when you're up there on those roads because they're not even gravel roads. Oh God, just we kinda... fucked up the paint on my truck last year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I got some scratches. <laughs> Uh, that. But it, when it was snowing, that that tires were like sliding off the edge, yep. of the, and dude, I, hitting the ruts and just yeah. rolling with them. Oh, I thought we were gonna. I was like, we're dead. Slide off. I, I am a worry wart in certain situations, and when my dad starts to worry, because he's always cool as a cucumber, like he doesn't care, right? Especially when he's operating a vehicle or heavy equipment, any anything that he's driving, he's like, ah, it's fine. And he kind of started getting a little nervous, and I was like, oh, shit. shit. Dad doesn't yeah. get, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. You know, thinking, like, we're rolling. This is it. This is the last of it. And, like, hold on tight. This, it was fun. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? <laughs> but we got out of there. But uh, the morning before where I wanted to go, there was a couple, we saw a couple uh, lights, and all of a sudden, boom, one, just the ridge over. I was like, ah knew they were here you know? yeah and uh yeah it was it was a blast there's the, the hunting gives you so many memories whether it was whether beautiful you're like it was it was a great backpacking trip you know what i mean yeah. even had we not seen a single animal it was an awesome we had beautiful weather we yeah. were in well, we beautiful did country see, we did see a few yeah and it's we did. crazy how how excited you get yeah oh yeah oh, 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 oh you know yeah. It goes yeah. from nothing to everything. I think the yeah. one we uh, we couldn't quite tell. The one buck may have been legal. The one that was across the draw yeah. heading up the hill. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to get eyes on it. We needed a spotting skill for yeah. sure. We got one though. Yeah. Thank you, Vortex. Shout out Vortex. Um But yeah, that just the exactly. It goes from like, okay, just kinda hanging out to all of a sudden it's on. That's why we're yeah. here. Yeah. Like, get ready. You know, yeah. I was blown away with because I I'd never truly gone turkey hunting mm. until this year with you. And it I'm was so like, bent I missed that. Dude, <laughs> it, it was, I did not think a, a bird could give me that much yeah. adrenaline. It's a pump. Yeah, it's a blast. Dude, because I, I mean, going pheasant hunting or grouse it's hunting, not like it's, that. it's not it's the different. same thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's something special about watching your dog go on point. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh, is it... Oh shit! Yeah, you know it's really fun, but yeah. this is no—you don't have help. Yeah. This is you trying to do a little gobble gobble, or a little dirk a dirk, and get a gobble gobble. Yeah, yeah, and you're just working and trying to play at the right tones, the right—you know—sit in this spot. It's there's something about it, man. I turkey is to me, it's like elk in a way. Yeah. It, even though it's this dumb little bird, I get just as excited. And I don't know about just as excited, but I get close. pretty fucking pumped for a stupid bird, a butterball turkey that I have every year with stuffing. When it's out in the wild and I'm trying to get it, it's like I'm giddy. You know, yeah. I'll see you when I'm belly crawling. <laughs> I'm just trying to get close. That's awesome. Yeah. So the other thing that hit me last year when we went and did this is. I like to think about guerrilla warfare, do little mind exercises, you know, yeah. and especially with, you know, training Northwest and what we're teaching out there. Um, so you could describe what Jordan and I did as we went deer hunting for three days, or you could, I could describe it in military terms as we conducted a vehicle infiltration of a valley, established a vehicle cache from which we 
conducted reconnaissance and ambush patrols in a named area of interest. Yeah. And that's a legit, like, there is so much parallel crossover between hunting and sort of rifleman training. Yeah. That somehow I've got to figure out a way to incorporate, like, group hunts into training Northwest in the coming years. Yeah. Because there's just so much opportunity. Because land navigation, we could use, you know, you have to have a communications plan, whether it involves radios or cell phones or just straight up. Checking in. Yeah. Yeah. Time hack, like visible, you know, signal mirrors and VS-17 panels or just, hey, rally point and time hack. Be back here at 6 o'clock and then here's, you know, here's an emergency whistle in case you're not back, right? Yeah. Um, so communications plan, uh, land navigation, map, like the the five principles of patrolling, right? You have planning, reconnaissance, security, control, and common sense. So the reconnaissance and the planning can begin on a map with Google Earth or with Onyx or with a, yeah. you're just a topographical map. So the three of us sitting around just looking at a map of where we're going, like for any of these weekends, like that's the beginning of our planning process and the beginning of our reconnaissance process as well. And so you can tie the whole thing in. You can literally make it a military exercise, mm-hmm. just going deer hunting. Well, and I, I'm very curious. I can't wait for the rifleman camp because I'm curious the map reading portion how much I will understand versus versus not because the you, amount you, of time I've spent looking the only at a thing map that you're missing probably is magnetic declination. Do you know what that is? True north. Yeah. Well, it's true, not true, true north, north versus grid north versus yeah. magnetic north. Yeah. And if you know that one thing, then onyx and a paper map are about the same. Hmm. Just just to be able, but to be able to take a grid reference point Mm -hmm. get an azimuth on the grid and then convert it to magnetic so that you can dial it into your compass and then walk yourself to the appropriate point that's it that that's all of and beyond that it's it's recognizing terrain features and which ones are like easier to walk in and that's that's what i feel like is something i right so living here where we do it the the base of the mountains the rule of the mountains is get high and stay high like literally like high school right so, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, down down in the lowlands is where water collects, yeah. and where water collects, the brush is thicker. Yeah. So you watch you walk ridge lines and spines, and I would imagine you would hunt deer on ridge lines and spines because they probably don't like to walk in the thick brush either, unless they're going down in there to hide and bed down. Yeah, yeah. it's so, that's a tough one. There's some valleys that uh. Yeah. Clear out a little bit. It is weird because it is like uh the ultimate prey because God, they do. They the want the least obstacles in their way. Animals are smart and they pick these smart paths, but then it's like sometimes their paths lead down like a jungle and you're like, Why would anyone go down through this stuff? But also it's like it's gotta be a spot to go to ground. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That there's time to rest. Yeah. Yeah. I want protection. Yeah. I don't have to see everything. I can hear everything though. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're so auditory based. Yeah. Yeah. They're very auditory based. Visual smell. They they use all their senses, right? Yeah, but I think deer smell sucks. Because the amount of deer I've had right on top of me and, like, I've had You're deer of them. touch me. 
you know? I've had, and it's like sometimes you have clothes for a couple days. But elk, way better sense of smell than deer. His, Bear. His deer I mean, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> but even, bear is even I, better. I didn't catch that. I said his dear uncle. He said, I've had deer touch me. And I was like, yeah, your dear uncle. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> but, like, I don't, I don't think deer have good smell. I think uh, they suck. I think deer are so stupid. Dude, you're... They walk around. Rodents. You're wild right now. They dude, they're wild. just big rodents. They'll hit you. You'll bump them. They run away. And then they come back to the exact spot. They do a huge circle 15 to 20 minutes later, and they come see what it was. They're goats. But whereas elk, you bump an elk, it doesn't do a circle. It runs to the next four ridges away. Yeah, Deer, I think, are much, I don't know. They're, they're just not as smart. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't necessarily think they're some brilliant... Animal, excuse me, but I don't think they're they're elusive. They're not elusive. Their mentality wants them to get shot. I don't know, dude. Those blacktail are tough to find. Tough See, to but blacktail are tougher. Have, I guess I'm talking about muleys. So hang on, blacktail season. The top, the hill, the backstop at our range, the top of that hill opens up into like a partial clearing. Yeah, and. It's like textbook blacktail setup spot. I mean, yeah. I'm about to be setting up my yeah, blind right yeah, I was gonna windows. <laughs> yeah, we just saw nice. we just saw a nice monster size, <laughs> three, uh, three point. Yeah. yeah, huge broad chest and a huge wide rack. Yeah, for a blacktail three point. Yeah, that that was pretty impressive. Okay. That was pretty fucking impressive. Over there but you see that color? So the color on that, how it's dark. A little bit I, I darker was brown. By how much he blended into the reeds in the low light, I was like, when mm-hmm. I saw him, I was like, "Holy shit, that's mm-hmm. a ghost!" Mm-hmm. It's camouflage. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's the, crazy. The camouflage is legit. It's yeah. crazy how that just little bit of uh, color variation yeah. can can hide them. But yeah. uh, they're they're a little bit more um, like of a a rich kind of reddish brown than. Uh, the muleys. The muleys are a little bit more Gray, grayed yeah, out. Ashier. High alpine. Yeah. 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 They, they look they like blend in the rocks. Yeah. 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 Yep. But God, they like they're bigger. Sun, some of them. Sun, dude, so dude. The, the biggest doe I've ever seen was a blacktail doe. Really? Would, every bit of 300 pounds. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. It was huge. The biggest. And that's just, that's holy shit. But I am also not, you know, I don't know how big a whitetail doe get back in, you know. Wait till Midwest. I take you to our spot. I had does last year that I thought were bucks. I was ready to shoot them like until that, like that wide. Just yeah, just fucking just beast bellies. But they're at the top. They're at eight thousand feet where we're hunting. So it's like this one spot, and they're just little. We had a five pointer that was the biggest thing last year, and we could. He ran off, and we never saw him again. But he just circles that area with his harem. That's what I mean. They're dumb. They come back again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Elk, you're waiting for the next one to come through. The next one to come through. Everyone has their mission. Yeah. But deer, like myself, they're not the brightest. So I'm trying to <laughs> capitalize. Professor Deer. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know, dude. I, I'm I'm excited either way. I I bought tags already. I got uh, an archery. I got archery everything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's up to you boys with that rifle, but I'll have a a deer tag in my pocket come elk season. I'm I where we're going. There will be a three point this year because last year there was a two point. Oh, I see. It so might have been two. crossover between deer and elk in the archery season. Yep. Oh, I see. They follow each other. Okay. But there's something I like about taking my gun for a walk that yeah. I don't like letting. I don't like giving up that with deer. I still want to do it. So for me, archery is about elk because you get them in the rut and it's you have an early and a late hunt and then deer. Three point or better, yeah. I kind of want it like an, a little bit of a rack, and sounds fun. Um, so we I do love rifle. Yeah. yeah, all of them, all, all of them, all kinds. All racks are created equal, big and small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, high, yeah, low, low. Nope. Uh, <laughs> high, get high, stay high. Yeah, grandma's racks low. Cruising altitude. Yeah, that's my bad. Sorry, guys. I'll shut up now. Um. Yeah, I I just love, I it's fucking crazy. Like, I loved shooting twenty two rifles when I was a kid, and I had yeah. a shotgun, but I wasn't as into it. And I still just love shooting rifles. Like, there's something about, and I'm not that. Oh like, yeah, I, I teach the pistol courses, um, but I don't love pistols the way I love shooting rifles. Well, it's nice. Like, it's fun shooting the bow. I find it therapeutic. It's it's whole process, and it's cool being able to get the different seasons, like where you can you know be in the rut or hunt certain types of animals but having the rifle is fun because it's like i can hit something from 300 400 yards out and have a be very confident that this is a fatal type shot it just opens your ability and that's why they make it more limited, mm-hmm. I think, for the hunters that hunt rifles. Oh, yeah. sure, because you have a massive advantage over exactly. the Exactly. And not only that, but you have a massive number. Yeah. Of yeah, people. people doing it. Yeah. 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 But how many people are doing it well? Well, that's to be debated. So no, no. Just like all exactly of Exactly what yeah. I'm just saying. Like, you know, if there's. No, but I agree. Yeah. 160,000 guys who are going to go out this year and, and hunt modern firearm in Washington? In Washington. It's pretty good number, but that's I mean that's what it was years ago. Is that for it's probably elk, more now? Deer and everything, or no, is that's that just for deer? For deer, what, right, was I think it was, I what do you think? More is elk more common or deer more common to hunt in Washington? Oh, I bet you deer for, deer. for sure. Really? Bro, I, I grew up on the east side. Without question, you have to swerve to miss three of them on your way to school. Yeah, it, without question, it's deer. Uh, elk, elk is. Getting up there. I think with Joe Rogan talking about it and Cam Haynes being his thing, I think yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I want to go elk hunting. Um, and a lot of people are starting with elk, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. I always thought, like, you start with deer, start with something smaller, work your way up to it. That's that. That's why I didn't start hunting elk until four or five years ago. Because I was like, well, you know, I want to get enough deer and kind of get used to it. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Just go out and do it. All of it. You know, have fun. Yeah. Um, but I always limited myself for whatever reason. I thought that that was, that was somehow above me to like go a higher level of comp- yeah. competency. Not even, yeah, I guess. Like, oh, I just I could never, you know. And it's like, you only get so many Septembers, motherfucker. Utilize yeah. them all. 
Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the thing I didn't, you know, I wasn't taking that. Like, I really wish that I would have gotten to plugged in with a group of guys. Not to say my dad's like a, a bad hunting partner by any means, but I wish I would have gotten to a, a group of buddies that like were into hunting. Because yeah. all the all the guys I hung out with in my 20s, it was like, let's get hammered drunk and then go, you know, to the bars and same. Uh, let's go water ski. You know, like let's, I mean, we had a, not same. we had a blast, yeah. you know, I was wrestling and doing jujitsu or, you know, in and out of the MMA gyms and stuff. But like, it was never like, oh, I'm going to dedicate myself to like really, I'm going to go bear this year. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, yeah, I'm going hunting this year for sure. But it wasn't like, I got a group of buddies who are like, we're in the hills and we're trying to find spots and we're hiking and doing preseason stuff. And we're drinking and trying to bang chicks. Yeah. I I know what distraction is from my (laughs) earlier years. Yeah. So I just wish it was, I wish I would have gotten plugged in. Agreed. I agree. Same same here, dude. Because of that fact of like, there's only so many Septembers. Yeah. Starting late in life is the biggest regret. Yeah. But it's like people say. With jujitsu or anything, I wish I started when I was younger. Mm-hmm. The same thing with it's hunting. It's just another adventure. So, I, like, I spent all my twenties doing mountain pretty biking. adventurous shit, though. Oh, sorry, sorry. My twenties, I spent doing yeah, doing military stuff, and then my thirties, I spent racing downhill mountain bikes. Yeah, but it all got like here I am at forty three with I know how to fire a rifle, I know how to sustain myself in the mountains. And you were hunting, and I have crazy endurance oh. because of all the mountain. Like uh, I can fucking go, yeah, yeah, and go and go and go. And this this sounds like a fun new uh, little uh, like keep using the. I'm, I don't want to use the word adventure anymore. One more time, but this, this is going to be an awesome. But they adventure. are. But that's what your Tobin, life. Tobin is. ran me to the ground a little bit on that that first go, and I part of me thinks he was like, "I'm trying to. I want to. I want to show Jordan I can fucking go." And oh, he, what, I, on the bike. On the mountain bike? No, 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 no. Last year, uh, last year when we went hunting, he was fucking moving, and we were we were doing some hike, like just hi- kind of hiking around. And all of a sudden, he's like, and it's like, I'm gonna hang, I'm gonna hang back here, but it's because I'm looking for sign. No, no, no. What? It, what? <laughs> Let well, the newbies move. The, the pace. The pace is, I have my pace. Uh huh. And slowing down or speeding up fucks me up. Oh, so okay. I move my pace. Yeah, your pace. If was you're faster fucking... or slower, I I don't care. Like your pace be, was beat my me ass the up the mountain. Okay. You can either beat my ass up the mountain or, or you can trail behind, and I don't care. But in order for me to be com- like, you have a like as you start like let's say starting from rest, your efficiency is zero, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not going anywhere. You're burning en- like we're burning energy sitting on this mat right now, and mm-hmm. we're going nowhere. So our efficiency is zero. I'm going somewhere. As you start to move faster, like your your efficiency goes up, and then there's a point where you hit maximum efficiency, and then it crests, and it starts to taper off. Is now you're working too hard, you're burning oxygen, you're depleting your your blood sugar supply, whatnot. So we all have our optimal pace, mm-hmm. and through years and years and years and years of endurance events, both military just humping a rock and client, you know what I mean, day in day out, carrying body armor and bullshit, and then the endurance mountain bike type stuff. I know my optimal pace mm-hmm. and I'm very well aware of when my heart rate and my breathing is in the right spot to just like, here we go, baby. We can mm-hmm. do this for fucking five days. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was, I wish like I, we were saying the other day, I was like, man, I really wish you could get your endurance to a certain level and never lose it. Yeah. Cause at, at my I, optimum wrestling, like endurance. Yeah. 
I could have fucking ran up that hill in a half hour. But was, fucking, is that optimum wrestling endurance? Because optimum wrestling endurance is what, like six minutes? What's what's wrestling no, match? Dude, is it timed? Uh, it's I, it, extremely exhausted for hours and hours. I, a practice I is would two hours okay. of fucking go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Of well, go. But here's here's the thing. So you're, my uh, my average mountain bike ride was six hours, and that's the that's riding the mm-hmm. entire time. Like stop, take a drink, shovel a power bar down. Yeah, I guess and that's then true. If, when you go, and then we would do that day back to back days, mm-hmm. right? So six to eight hours in the saddle, yeah. and then like Ranger Regiment, you you might be a hump in a ruck for twelve to fourteen, sleep for two, twelve to fourteen, sleep for two. Now conduct a raid on a target, exfil. 12 to 14 hours on, you know what I mean? And then you go refit for like two weeks and rest, but start doing PT again, running and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that endurance is not built in months. It's not even built in years. It's built in like five year blocks. So just constantly like, and I'm not shitting on wrestling because that's actually a great block. Like if you had a five year block of wrestling and wrestling practice, that's a great building block on that way to true endurance and true. That's, that's why endurance athletes peak at like their late thirties, yeah, mid to late thirties is because it just takes so many fucking years to build that. And so then even like today I'm at physical therapy and they fucking dropped the hammer on you there. And they're like, Hey, do you need water? And I was like, no, I'm good. And they're like, you sure we're working pretty hard. And I was like, I, I can go like this for four or five hours on one liter mm-hmm. because I, just did that. You know what I mean? Like mountain biking, you don't want to carry a shitload of weight. And so I would just slug a bunch of water down at the truck, put a single bottle, uh, one liter bottle on my frame. And that's six hours of riding, right? The hard riding in the Mm -hmm. heat, you know, and your body just adjusts to it and you build that endurance and that uh, endurance is the ability to endure these harsh conditions. Right. Yeah. And, but it, it comes over years and years and years and years and years. And so, yes, I don't want to lose it, but I've built so much over the last 20 years that mm-hmm. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. And hunting is going to be a great way to just continue that. Uh, yeah. It's just the next block. I'm following. I think endurance is only used in hunting in two times. One, when you're hauling stuff out. And two, when you have to quickly get somewhere like undetected or you you don't care about your sound, you need to just bail and get up this hillside and it's, you know, 200 yards up of just steep angle. The rest of it is learning to go at the pace of the woods. Yes. What the woods is doing and so slow. There Mm -hmm. are times when it's nice to have it, but majority, and I think endurance comes from a full day of hunting where you're like, I slowly walk. I'm not saying that means you have to be moving all the time. I'm just saying when you need to use it, it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If if the smart decision is to sit very still for six hours, then do that. Not sit still, move slow. Gotcha. Your walk is the walk of an old geriatric. But then the difference is there is the priority of stocking versus just covering ground efficiently. Yeah. 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 But there's areas that it's like, Oh, I heard something in there. I'm going to blast up this hill as fast as I can. Yeah. And then it's back to sprint of like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what like I, the best shape I've ever been in. It was perfect for this kind of shit. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the wrestling and all that stuff, like that was, uh, I mean, not to say that it was better than anything else, but I just was like, I was in superb shape where yeah. I, you know, because I would do shape tw- is shape. I'd do 20, 20 mile days, 15, 20 mile days of just moving 
the yeah. whole, just all day. Do, 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 shape do, is do, shape. Do, do, you're going to be sports specific for what you're doing. If you're an ultimate wrestler, well, your body isn't like tailored. What for, is ultimate wrestling? Like everything, the, every every day you train wrestling. Every morning it's wrestling. Oh, okay, it's miles. You. You're do, you. trying to become the ultimate wrestler. Yes, you're in shape. Your body isn't like tailored towards pounding ridges every day but you have a general sense of athleticism and like you can get through it yeah so you're gonna be fine and that's what it's about it's like i don't care you 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 think if you mount if you road bike 20 miles a day you're gonna be fine walking in the woods you'll be sore maybe the next couple days after disagree with that so road biking very different bunch of from, pussies. <laughs> yeah, spandex and their aero helmets. Listen, so when you road bike, you don't use your um, balancing muscles, right? You sit in a very tight position, and you just move your legs around, around and around in a circle. When you're doing like a – I'm not talking about mountain biking like grinding up a gravel road. I'm talking about yeah. riding a technical trail. Every muscle in your body is making little micro-adjustments constantly. Like all around your core, your arms, your legs, because that it's all those balancing muscles. As the terrain is changing under your bike and you're having to shift your weight, you are micro, you're, all these little micro fires all over your body, just yeah. little little, little muscles. To, muscles. Yeah, that's exactly. what they say about motocross riders. Yeah, like, absolutely, dude, motocross riders lose like their heart seven rate, good pounds. Core. Their heart rates are at like 180 when they're racing those. Uh, like if you're watching a supercross, yeah. those those guys' heart rates are at 180. Yeah, while they're the out adrenaline there on the track. and the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, it takes so much muscle, like through a corner, right? When you mm-hmm. lean the bike over and bend at the hips, and it's like it's all core and it's all hips, and it it just it makes you so fucking strong. Mountain biking yeah. makes you incredibly strong. All right, well, road biking wasn't the correct reference, correct. but damn it, Mike! I'm just saying, whatever you do, Professor, my ass. If you do <laughs> stuff at a high intense level, you'll be fine. You can always yeah, absolutely, you know. Tailor your workout towards your specific hunt and stuff like that, but just move. Use your body, but then once you get in the woods, understand it's about patience and moments. Now now you're stalking. You're you're not constant. That's a hard part of going because, like, I feel like, especially, like, the Friday, jumping out Friday, getting up there, sitting in fucking traffic, wanting to get there faster. You kind of get this fucking like anxiety in your chest, oh, yeah, totally. like, and by anxiety, I mean you're ha- having a small heart attack, yeah. And you're you're trying to get to where you're going, you're just pissed off, and then all of a sudden you get there and it's like, okay, I'm here, I'm here, okay, okay calm down, okay, just move at the pace of the but, woods. But then all How of a sudden, like that? trying to trying to relax and understand, like, yeah, hey, relax, and that's truly why I think there's like. People who live those kind of that lifestyle and like truly like that's what they do and they spend most of their time in the woods. They live longer. They live happier because they're just they're constantly at the pace in which life is intended to be led. Yeah, and I they, don't want to tease our next book report, but it's like their relative, their 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 proper frame moves at a slower pace than uh, mm-hmm. than time than, goes slower. Yeah. yeah, it's all about yeah f- frame of reference. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, how's that book report going, Jordan? (laughs) Well, the thing is, I go jump back and forth between both these books. Did you finish Uh, one? I finished both of them 
twice, I think. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. The, uh, right. the yeah. Carlo Rovelli one, just I struggled with. But the now, yeah. now the now is it? Yeah, that one. So which one are we gonna do it on? Both. You can do both. I mean, it's no, all the let's, same let's, concept. It is, but let's the bo- the one is one. like the next frontier. Ravelli's the next frontier, and it's like I think, like I say, it's like Einstein linking for the ultimate theory. It's like how are you trying to pull all of this in in the micro and the macro? But the now is more based off of the rules we know of time. He also and starts how it you fits. from like a more. It's a progressive. Yeah, it's, well, it's yeah. a progressive. He, he starts you yeah. slow and works you into it, and so it make it's much easier to follow. Yes. So I think I've got about eighty pages left, and then I'm ready to sit down and talk about it. All right. Got to refresh your old canon here, then. Yeah. The uh, I love both those books. The, the now well, in particular, I, I really like. Now is a very good book. But Ravelli is just like, that your mind well, falls out of your head. Yeah, bro. and that's, I texted you on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I have to read. That was, no, that was before that. The, when we when you first told me about that book, I, yeah. I started listening to it. And I was like, dude, I listen to like, I'm at work and I listen to like five minutes of it. And I'm like, all right, it's time to put that away for a second. And I mean, like, you know. And then I don't know how you could. I, I zone out when I'm at work because I'm concentrating on work, and I'm like, good God save, damn it. good save. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> oh no! I'll realize that I've been listening to a podcast for ten minutes. And I have no idea what they said. Oh yeah, no that, and that's kind of more or less. But like the 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 theories in Ravelli stuff, like I really fucking dig. Like I'll get I'll get caught up and I'll start like really thinking about it and I'm like oh like that relates to and go down this rabbit hole in my head yeah and then it's like okay like hold on (laughs) I gotta I gotta step away for a second you know but then that's this this is the problem right with social media and phones yeah it's so easy to get caught up in this like distraction squirrel well but it's not the woods right it's not the like the pace that I need to live is. That slow pace. No, what this, life is, is providing. This. But when I get on Instagram, all of a sudden it's like go 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 go, and all of a sudden it's like, where's the time go? It's like where, I don't have time to sit down and read this. I don't have time to do that. It's like, no, you you don't. I feel like an asshole sometimes because so many people send me various videos on Instagram, and it's like. Scroll past. I it. don't have it. Sorry, With bro. email, I, I just text, yeah. phone call, all that. Here's the best thing you can do. You want to do something good, unless this is part of your job. Take the notifications off of Facebook. Oh, take 100%. the notifications off of Instagram. Take the notifications off of all your social media. The only thing you should get are cell phone calls yeah. and text messages. After that, it's like. You, that, will, you know, you that, know, you that's can't how even, my phone has always been set. You can't, yes. you can't get a cell phone without Facebook. No, just a cell phone without having a, a data plan. You can't just get texts and you can't do, seriously. I think it's like f- those jitterbug wow. phones you, that don't do internet. You yeah. have to get what like your aunt gets get when she phone. gets cataracts. Yeah, and there, can't but see there's, there's some there's like it's hard to fucking. You can't just walk into a fucking cell phone store. Did I just say fucking three times in a row? Fucking cell phone um, store. They fucking uh, you with the cell phones. They, they fucking you with that. They fucking you with this. Anywho, you just you, don't you, use the right cell phone store. You, you can't. You need a good Middle Eastern guy selling yeah, you a cell phone. I got a guy. My buddy, my, my friend Habibi. 
I have a good deal for you. My friend. No, my no, friend. Habib, no data plan. Come inside. No data yeah, plan. We make good deal. I give you Number good one cell deal phone. for Americans. Yeah, so that's that's what I'd, I'd like to get something like that. We and should then, see how many nationalities we can offend on this podcast. Not offend. These are all people in my life <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, this is that guy. This is that guy. <laughs> Go ahead, Jordan. Sorry. Nothing. No, no, no. We got you. <laughs> we got Jordan. No, no, no. Eat that sausage, Jordan. Eat that guy. Eat it. Put it in your mouth. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. This is that good roll. This was the worst hunting podcast ever. It's totally the worst hunting podcast ever. We had such ideas of like, let's talk about like loadouts. That's and that's we the just thing. came in guns a blazing though. We were all we're all keyed up though lately. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's not like we're keyed up, keyed up, but it's just like every time we see each other, it's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck's going on? Mr. Potato Head's gay. Dude, you know, that is <laughs> same line, you know? Mr. Potato Head. Not Mr. Um, the entire country, I think, is feeling this way. It's it, the the anxiety nationwide is ramping starting. up into 2020, bro. It's but the elections are coming up like as fatigued dude, as we is, are. This is it's a like, social. This is the quietest it's going to be in the next two years. But that's it's a socially dude, engineered experiment. That's what I'm this saying. Is, this is on purpose. That's why going into the woods is so fucking important. Yeah, nailed right? it. Good because we we have these these, and that's exactly what I was trying to say with the cell phone stuff. When we go, when we walk into the woods, you find the pace of the woods, and it's like, yeah. okay, now I can relax. But it took me until we got damn near up to the where we, the top, like, the top. Yeah. And even then, I was like, let's go, like, what, what? and then it's like, dude, calm <laughs> yeah. your, calm your shoulder, calm, calm your, your muscles, chest. calm everything. Yeah. Just relax. Understand you're here. It's okay. Relax. Move slow, think slow. Like you don't have to do anything. Yeah, everything is done. We're looking for an animal, and the more calm you can be right now, the better. Calm, be calm. Well, that's why I've kind of fallen in love with archery, uh, bear or just bear. Is that it's right before archery elk, and so to start to flex that muscle of like being in situations where it's a little bit heightened intensity or it's like you're so excited to do it that you start to work like, hey, all right, breathe, look, slowly taking your surroundings that when the last couple of years that I've started elk hunting, it's like I've last year I went 12 times bear hunting before I went elk hunting. Mm -hmm. And normally I just start elk hunting because it's the first thing that happens. And that, like you're saying, just I like you're saying about black belt, just log reps. If you're going to hunt, hunt. I don't care if you hunt bear, if you hunt deer, if you hunt elk, if you hunt cougar, the more you can just get out there and hunt, you're out there. You're doing it. If you want to wrestle and grapple, just start grappling, wrestle. If you want to start striking, start any form of striking, and you'll figure out where to go from there. But also, it calms you and it puts you in yeah. that mindset. When I started riding downhill, I was terrible. I was fucking awful. But it, it had captivated my imagination, and it was something that I was really excited about. So I just kept going, and I, yeah. I, I fucking got hurt so many times. And uh, one of my favorite things is to send him videos. Which he, apparently I'm finding out he doesn't listen to or watch, but so uh, those ones I watch. When, it, when it's mountain bike wrecks, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like. I, I send that. them mountain bike wrecks yeah, all the time. Are good ones. I did that People one. Get, oh, oh, yeah, I did that one too. When they hit trees, oh, oh, oh god, 
But anyway, you just keep going and you just keep going and going and going until eventually you're really good at it. And that's what led me to the jujitsu gym is everything I was doing. I had been doing for so long that I was getting good at it. I was like, fuck, I need to go. I need to start something over again and be bad again. And that's how I ended up here three years ago. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll be here for a while. Yeah. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm going backwards. Uh, Yeah, we all do. So am I. You got to take that belt away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Mike, Mike, you still have your brown belt? Good. Oh, yeah. Okay, Okay. good. That's called my backup. <laughs> yeah, no way. shows up one day wearing it. <laughs> yeah, I can put my white belt on. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, that's just, uh, it, I, there's something in society that is the anxiety, the, you know, it's the driving to get there. It's all that stuff, and, like, you can, it's, it's you f- you can physically feel it. Yes. Oh, yes. You and can. how do we like to be able to get that? Like, I feel it right now on me. It's like I I'm holding this like thing over me. It's just like a weighted blanket that like is buzzing, and it's just like fuck. Like this yeah, I, this needs to. Like, I think it's I in my mind. I know that society is collapsing very slowly, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how low it's. Uh, we're right back to what we talked about earlier. Where I'm wondering. How low does it go before it rebounds? Like, what's what's the you know, think about like when something heavy lands on a trampoline? It starts to sink, and then at some point it stops and accelerates back up. When's it bounce? Where's where's our bottom of the? Where's our? Bottom I don't of think the we'll, I don't think we'll ever hit the bottom of the box. I think we'll find a catalyst, a catalyst that puts us back. Somebody, something, an event. I I don't think it's gonna be. Like, but then that'll be our bottom then. Sure. Bottom was no, I, th- I think it, it it may, maybe it our always, bottom is. Today. It can always get lower because all of a but sudden it, that happens in the middle of the summer. It's, I, it's like, either going to raining. It's either going to keep going sure. until the the canvas rips and everything falls through, or it's going to it's going to bottom out and rebound. One one of those two things is going to happen. It's going to it's going to rebound. This is a pendulum. Well, then where's the bottom? That that's my that's my big question is where is the bottom? Yeah. How bad does it have to get? We're talking nuclear war where. The, no. You know, like three percent of humanity survives, or are we talking you, Great Depression? You think, where you think that anxiety hard comes times because most it's of something that it. you don't because because we don't know. Yeah, I think exactly. that, that anxi- the anxiety is like, where is it? Am I going to experience it, or is it going to be here for my kids to experience, or is both. their kids going to experience it? How Both's far away both. are we from it? Are we going to like? Oh, what yeah. what 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 are the all unknown. the yeah the unknown? So at some point you got to go. Let's go hunt. Yeah. Just go hunt. Fair we'll enough. We'll get over this. You know what? That's a perfect note to end it on. Let's go. Bye, everybody. <laughs>